Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. My guest today is award-winning pharmacist and branch committee member of Queensland Pharmacy Guild, Lucy Walker, from Terry White Kmart in Gundawindi. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you. It's great to be here, Scott. Uh, look, it's uh, my pleasure, as with all of my guests, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me tonight as we're recording, because, again, I know how hard it is to get you out of your pharmacy during the daytime. So, Lucy, I've had the opportunity to visit Gundawindi, and I guess what prompted our chat tonight was your recent marketing uh, on social media about Gundy wants a farmer, which I think was really good. And, you know, you and I caught up at APP two years ago and have seen each other in recent times. But for anyone listening today that may not know you, who is pharmacist? Lucy Walker. Sure. So I've been a pharmacist in Gundawindi for about oh over 10 years I've had the pharmacy. I'm not actually from Gundawindi. I was born and bred in Brisbane and I came out for love of all reasons. So I found myself a farmer. But it's been a fantastic place to practice as a pharmacist. It is really rewarding. Say even today, my lovely intern did a health promotion event where one of the local doctors talked with the community members who are outside the back of the pharmacy. And it's just got this lovely vibe where everyone knows each other and looks after each other. And for that, it's a really great place to raise a family. So yeah, it's a great place to to work and live, but then it's not closed like a lot of small country towns or what you think a country town would be like because we really embrace innovation. So it's actually allowed me to try new things in a really supportive environment. That was one of the things that prompted my or piqued my interest in your pharmacy again in recent times. And we're going to talk a little bit about this later on because you've actually implemented three or in the process of implementing three major technology platforms in your pharmacy, being Spencer the Dispenser, Blister Bill, and also Mm -hmm. the drone delivery. So we're going to chat a little bit more about those shortly. But I thought it would also be a good opportunity just to promote Gundy's already a a great place. I certainly know it from my visits to the area for my pharmacy career, but also being here in Melbourne, a lot of my network are travellers. And mm-hmm. it is the main route between Melbourne into Queensland for a lot yeah. of uh, what are called Bicky Dippers or Grey Nomads that are he- heading north. And, yeah. and they all tell me about doing that. The Gundawindi Grey. Look, a lot of people younger don't know Gundawindi. It's four and a half hours west of Brisbane. It's on five highways intersected. So you do get lots of travellers. I definitely find every Grey Nomad on the way up and on the way down comes by and visits our pharmacy. But there's also lots going on because it's a, it's a major hub. Uh, it's a place where, yes, agriculture is our key commodity, but 
health is really important too. So we service a community that is within about an hour and a half of our town. So people will come to us for our dentists or even for their pharmacists. So it's really great when you've got a hub and then that just draws everyone from far and wide to us. And as you said, you know, four and a half hours west of Brisbane is a little bit of a drive, but with the comfort of cars these days, it's actually not that bad, is it? Because I know you go up there fairly regularly. Yeah, look, I'm off to Brisbane in just a, a day or two. You get pretty used to travelling. I must admit my husband has a little four-seater aeroplane, so I do buzz around a little bit more than the average. But we always give people a three-day long weekend every fortnight, so people get away, and it's great to, to leave town and get to the big smoke, but they're more than happy to come back too. Fantastic. So how has your recruitment exercises gone for the pharmacists? Do you have any luck yet or not? Look, no, I've had definitely some locums who are interested. I think, you know what, it's a great way to come and try rural pharmacies, go out and locum and see what it's like. We'll definitely try and convince them to stay. But we, we're still on the lookout, so if anyone's listening, please give us a call. Yes, now let's move into the technology platforms and, and give these uh, prospective people a reason to actually contact York or maybe even come and have a look. So I think we yeah. talked about the first one is Spencer, the dispenser. And I've seen a few Spencers around the country as I've been travelling. So what yeah. model is your dispensing machine? <laughs> look, I have a rower robot, which is probably quite common these days. It is an auto. And look, we've had it now for coming on probably five years. So it's been a great addition. I've always said that all my pharmacists seem to go on mat leave and I've only been very happy for my robots to reproduce as well. <laughs> it makes our life much easier and I've never really had to go back and said, has this change been worthwhile when it's been our dispensing robot? Uh, Spencer has definitely saved us a lot of time and effort and it's still a real draw card for our pharmacy so people will still come in and stand there watching the robot working and even today I just had someone go wow what's he doing he's putting away stock and outcomes meds I'm like yes he can multitask so much better than we can and he actually prioritizes in the right way so I always think robots are there to do the jobs we don't like to do and anyone who's going to do my shelves and not complain about it and check my expiry dates is worthwhile. And I think you, in that, have answered the question that I was going to, actually going to ask. You, you mentioned that it was the automatic model. So this is the one where you actually tip the stock in the bucket at the end. Yeah, yeah. And it reads the date codes and sorts and puts it away into the shelves in random locations. And then as you're dispensing, it will actually dispense based on date code. Is that correct? Absolutely. And now that I've come across a little bit of technology, uh, if, I, if anyone's looking at it, I'd always say go for the best available and go for bigger than what you'd expect you're going to need on the current figures that you're doing because you will always get busier and grow, particularly when you can do your services better because you've got technology behind yourself. So my biggest regret with my rower is now about growing up. I could have a rower got bigger. And <laughs> it's just the thing that... Even things like stock management is so much harder now with COVID and there's price changes and there's unavailabilities and then you're buying more stock and all those things that five years ago I never would have thought about but now has just become reality. So, yeah, anyone looking at technologies, just try and get the best because you're never going to regret not having to put away stock and have someone manually doing something. So if the technology's there and it's workable, go for it. 
think that's a good point. I uh, recorded a podcast, which I'm going to release in a, in a week or two's time, with Andrew Pattinson mm-hmm. from the Platform Alliance group now, but Instago group. And one of the things that he reinforces at the moment around technology is that resourcing, as you've indicated, is really hard to come by. And if you were to look at anything at the moment, then certainly look at technology platforms. So I guess what I've heard there is that your robot has been a great addition to your team. It has potentially allowed you to reallocate resources, not necessarily get rid of resources, or in some cases, if you're a pharmacy at the moment that's really struggling to get resourcing and you don't have a robot dispensing, then actually this is the opportunity to look at it because I'm certainly watching it from my pharmacy view in terms of what's happening around the countryside. I've got a big network of pharmacists and and touch base on a regular basis and Mm. everyone's in the same boat. I I know when you and I chatted a week or two ago, do I know any pharmacists? And I said, yeah, I know a lot of pharmacists and they're all looking for another pharmacist. So so really technology lets you do that. Yeah, We've been so busy over COVID and I just don't know how I would have managed without that help. And it's a constant it's had one or two breakdowns, I'm not going to lie, but you know what? It hasn't asked for a holiday. It hasn't um, It hasn't had a mental breakdown itself. And we've all been struggling with that, but being able to have someone there helping, it's been fantastic. And, yeah, anything we can do that saves our resources and actually makes your pharmacy somewhere where people want to work because let's admit my pharmacists who work there would say I never would want to work at a pharmacy without a rower now because how would I manage like it's so easy just to have the meds that you need just shoot out behind you and you can chat to the patients and have those valuable conversations and your time is doing what you love which is actually helping people. Before we move on to Blister Bill was there anything else around the rower unit that we you wanted to cover off or we haven't covered off? Good question. As far as the rower, I honestly, from five years ago, have looked back and gone, yes, that was a great decision at the time, if anything, bigger and better. And it will, automation going forward will definitely be with us. So, yeah, I'd agree with your comment that if you haven't got one yet, no matter how small and tiny you are, look at it because we all need help. And it's the technology's there and it's really workable. I think the other thing that I heard from your conversation then was that it provides a a level of stability in what is currently a fairly unstable environment with with the the unprecedented years, as I'm now calling them, and (laughs) with the vaccinations, they're only going to come more and more. Well, we are being used for our cognitive services more and we need to be able to get rid of any administrative task we can to delegate it to dispense techs, but then they're also busy doing a lot of other things too. So anything that you can delegate to others or robots so that you're available and free to use your brain um, or your vaccination hand, go for it. And we're now getting paid for doing those things, so we're not all about putting label on a bottle. It's certainly client, patient, customer care and service, but mm. you've still got a business to run, which the remuneration is part of that now. So I Definitely. So let's move on to who or what is Blister Bill? Okay. So a few years ago, before COVID, I had the joy of having a Churchill Fellowship where I travelled around the world looking at innovative pharmacy practices. So I spent seven and a half weeks going to eight different countries. And in that time, I was looking at some solution for blister packing. So 
I hate blister packing. I find it the most painful, annoying job in the world. I hate checking packs and I hate how long it takes people to do it. And so when I was traveling around the place, I tried to make sure I'd look at the different countries and see what they were doing. I was really impressed with what I saw in Canada. They get remunerated in Canada for medication adherence management. And so most of their pharmacies blister pack for a lot of their elderly patients. So they've got really developed systems where they had a lot of pharmacies that did like a hub and spoke model where a one pharmacy would do a packing for a whole lot of people. And because of that, it was quite well done, which past the little cottage craft industry of uh, just packing a few blister packs and back at the pharmacy. When I was there, I saw the most amazing technology. It was the SynMed machine and it packs 400, oh, sorry, it holds 400 different medicines, packs eight blister packs at a time. And so when I came back to Australia, I was actually given one of my lovely staff members had put in for a government grant to do get a blister packing machine. So we had some money from the government to help us buy a blister packing machine. And I went around what was available in Australia and going back to what I found out with the ROA, I wanted the best technology available. Um, and what I found was there just wasn't something that did blister packing really well. Sachet rolls are a little bit easier, um, but the patients when it comes to medication adherence. So the roles are great for some people that I always call them my active well patients, but the elderly people and our Aboriginal community, the blister packs just seem to work a lot easier because it's very visual with when to take their meds. Yes. So we managed to get in touch with the people in Canada and we were the first pharmacy in Australia to actually have the SIN member machine. There is now more around the place. They're growing and multiplying, just like every good baby should. But it's been a process. Obviously, being the first in Australia is always a bit harder because we had the technology linking with our platforms we're using. Um, but now it's working really quite well as far as talking between the programs and knowing all about drugs. And it's, say today, we packed our nursing home in less than a day. So I was there checking it this afternoon and I struggle to find a mistake. Any mistake that I ever find is always what the human has done. So there might be a manual ad of some sort because you need a half a tablet certain days of the week or something like that. And it's that's where I find the issues. It's not actually what the robot's done. Now, humans make errors. That's okay. I'm not saying that. But yes, they have systems and processes in their packing process to try and help that. But we all still make mistakes. And just having something there that speeds up the process and is a whole lot more accurate than my humans doing it, all of it, is, is been fantastic. I haven't seen the machine itself yep. in your pharmacy, but I'm imagining from the level of technology that there's a pill recognition technology in there that it's not only dispensing from a, a canister that actually makes sure it's the right one, but it would also be quality checking, I'm imagining, from a camera yeah, point. Yeah, interestingly enough, so that quality checking is a very hard mechanism to get involved, and they're, they're actually still working on the perfect mechanism for quality control. What I love is that it's actually easier to change brands with this one. So a lot of the times once you've got a canister, it can only be used by a particular brand. And at the moment, we've got supply issues. We're going from one brand to the next mm -hmm. to whatever we can get for a medication. 
And this actually works by vacuum, sucking the tablets up. And so the only thing you need to change is the top where the size of the tablet comes through for okay. you actually to, to choose which tablet. Obviously, there is lots of checking techniques in there so that you can't put the wrong tablet into the machine to start with and things like that. But it's just a lot easier. But there is multiple different blister packing machines out there and there is some that will do the camera recognition of what's in there. And look, checking is the worst job in the world, particularly when there's mistakes in them. But it's also the systems and processing behind blister packing to make it easier. So virtual pill balances and dispensing, by dot dispensing and stuff, all these processes while complicated and it, it takes a higher level of thinking than what might have happened yep. in your cottage craft pharmacy in the back with a bit of blister packing, does mean that you can produce a whole lot more accurately. With those patients, then it's you're having more conversations where you're actually like, well, when do we last do your meds check with you? You're having some issues with this or there's changes. So it does still give you a I always think the blister pack is just a tool or a conversation starter with a patient yep. that has a medication adherence issue. And they're the bit you, that you want in your pharmacy. And you've had this machine in place now for just over 12 months, maybe a little bit longer? Yeah, I'd say a year and a half now. So yeah, You mentioned it took a, a day to pack the nursing homes. What would that have taken previously from a labour perspective? It used to take the week. Okay. So it, it just means that we've got a whole lot more time. I've got less texts probably than I used to have. They're always a bit hard to get. And also it just means that it is just less time and less staff members. And at the moment when we don't have a lot of staff on, it's really great to be able to go, okay, we can still function. Particularly if someone's sick, everyone seems to be sick all the time. It just is easier to get it done quickly. And, right. and I must admit, when I put the blister packing machine in, my whole aim for it was to actually grow my blister packing business. I was actually going yes. to go, okay, let's go and advertise and really grow this. I haven't had time to because we've been so busy with vaccinations and everything else. So now that it's just starting to feel a little bit more manageable now, I'm like, oh, remember we had a business plan where I was actually going to focus on growing my business in this regards, which we haven't needed to do, but still that machine has been able to enable us to go and do everything that's been needed during COVID. I'll ask the same question as I asked before. So in terms of blister bill, is there anything mm -hmm. else that we haven't discussed about it that you think is important that someone should know about? I would say... Go and check out all the different options. Blister packing, to me, you even need to be all in and get be committed and know that this is where you're going to be in the direction of your pharmacy or go the other way and actually look at how you can offload it to other people. There is lots of big operators that have fancy machines than me or specialise in this and it's either just got to know because it is a process that takes time and effort. So Eva, do the sums, think about where your passion lies and Eva, get in there and be the best blister packing, be known for it, or actually just make sure that you give that role that sucks up a lot of your time and effort in within your pharmacy to someone who specialises in it and, in fact, then leave you to have those important conversations with your patients. So potentially even touch base for you and you could provide that service and you could fly them in, in your plane. 
Look, that would be a dream. I'd love to be able to sort out and look after everyone in country Queensland, but I'm happy to just leave it within my little footprint. I don't need to take over the world. There is other organisations to do that. And in in fact, it is even within Queensland regulations and it's just when it gets quite interesting, the TGA, if I was starting to blister pack for other pharmacies in other states particularly, that would be when yes. I'd be seeing as manufacturing. I'm not just doing blister packing and I would need a TGA manufacturing licence, which is a whole other kettle of fish. So that's why I said if you wanted to be um, an expert at it, go for it. But otherwise, just be conscious of the fact that there is a lot of legislation out there that you need to be aware of. And that's a really good point. No, thank you. for. I'm glad I asked the final question because I think that is a really good point, <laughs> particularly where you sit on the border between New South yeah, Wales and Queensland. Yeah, so, yeah. so that brings us nicely, I think, then to the last area, which is the drone deliveries. And I guess mm-hmm. I first read an article on this two years ago, which is when you and I first touched base on, on a couple of things. And you asked me at that time, look, I'm, I'm happy to have a chat about it, but it's kind of too early. Let's get mm. a bit of a trial happening. And, and then I'm happy to have a chat a little bit later on. And then mm. COVID hit. And whilst we've maintained some form of contact, the reality is that it's possibly been a bit of a challenge from the from the trial point of view. But let's talk mm. about the drone deliveries. Does it have a name? It's not Spencer and it's not Bill? No. Yeah, but I think I might have to make sure that they get a name for our drone. That might be my next marketing ploy. Just wait. We'll see how we go with that. The name actually for every piece of technology we've ever had has always gone out to vote within our community and actually gives them a personalised technology. And I think that's actually a very important thing to do within it. The customers enjoy it. The, The staff enjoy it too. So they love Blister, Bill. We were having a staff meeting the other day and we were going around the group of what was our wins for the day and they were talking about Bill and how he was working well. And one of our new staff members was like, who's Bill? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So definitely give you pieces of technology a name. Now getting back to my drone, the drone has been a longer trial because, yes, COVID got in the way. Gundwindi is on the border and Drone operators were based down in Victoria, so they couldn't actually physically get to Gundawindi to start the process. Saying that, it would have been wonderful to happen when the borders were closed because Gundawindi is right on the border and we just needed so many times just to get things across over the border to New South Wales. The annoying thing with Gundawindi is we've been through droughts, we're now going through floods. Gundawindi becomes an island. We do have five highways around Gundawindi, but quite often they are completely shut and nothing can come in and out of Gundawindi when there's floods. And we all know that this summer is going to be a wet summer. So I know that we will be without any sort of road service for at least weeks at a time. So the drone offers a really good solution for what is a common problem here which is flooding and the tyranny of distance so there's two main problems we have so the joy with COVID is that patients and doctors are doing a lot of telehealth people will talk to their doctors on their phone and that's been really handy for people out in rural areas because in the past they used to have to come in to see the doctor now they just wait for the doctor to call and so they can take a phone call from the doctor Now, they can talk about 
something. So say they're actually like, well, I cut my finger the other day and now it's looking pretty horrible. And the doctor will, you can show them what the finger looks like and they will be like, oh, you probably need this antibiotic. Now, in the past, after that conversation, the person would then have to proceed to drive into town with their prescription or pick up their prescription and um, collect it from me at the pharmacy. But now there's e-scripts. We all have electronic scripts. So the doctor can write an electronic script and send it to the patient. The patient can then pull up the pharmacy and say, hey, I just spoke to doctor and he has written me a prescription. Is there a chance you can dispense that for me? No worries. We can talk you through that antibiotic. We then go, wonderful. How would you like this medication to get to you? Now, in the past, it would have been, oh, I'll come into town later or I've got a friend coming through. Can they pick it up for me? Can you put it on Australia Post and hopefully it will get to me in a few days' time? But now we've got the option of the drone. So the drone is the, it's the first stage of a better drone that's coming. So just recently, and I've actually gone down to Melbourne to see the people we're in partnership is called Swoop Aero. And if you've got a few free minutes, go and check out their LinkedIn and Facebook and everything. Because at the moment, the Australian regulations for flying is worse than the Australian regulations for medicines. So it's actually a really hard thing to combine medicines and flying together. So for us to do drone delivery of medicines, I have now done a dangerous goods course, which is the same as what baggage handlers have to do, just in case I don't put something in the drone that could be dangerous. We had to get specialised approval to do things like nitrolingual sprays because glycerin trinitrate is a little bit possibly explosive in big quantities. <laughs> and then things like even Ventolin puffers, the aerosols in that had to have special approval. I have sworn to the people who are running the aviation authority that I'm not going to be putting things like deodorant in there and I'm not going to be using it for jelly bean deliveries. So instead, we are making sure that it's for medicines. Uh, there's been a couple of really good, helpful stories. People have been in hospital and they've just got home from hospital and they're like, oh, they forgot to give you this medication. And so we've been able to take a phone call from them and send the medication out in drone. The drone at the moment can only deliver within probably about a 45 kilometre radius of town. So to people in Gundawindi, that is quite close to town. The reason why we're limited by that radius is that the current regulations don't allow a non-aviation trained person to interact with a drone. The drone takes off like a helicopter and then flies like a plane and then it comes down to where the person is. So we actually get people to sign up to the drone delivery program. We have an operator that goes by to their house and says, let's drop the product about here. Most people don't want it dropped near their house. They actually prefer it to be near their sheds because that's mm -hmm. where they work during the day. We actually have found that we have to make sure it's high ground um, because there's been a lot of floods recently. The first one we ever dropped during the floods went into watery area. Little things like that we've learned along the way with the trial. So the medication is dropped in a parcel down to the person and then the drone has to fly back to base at the Gunnawindi Airport. In places like Africa, they currently allow the drones just to land and the person gets the product out. When the drone actually is able to land, we're able to carry more. 
and also you have the possibility then of changing batteries. So overseas in places like Malawi and Mozambique, they commonly use it within easily 100 kilometres where they go to a, a health centre, say, and they deliver a whole lot. They're doing things like vaccines there and then put in a new battery. And the battery is recharged using solar power. So it doesn't actually require a lot of infrastructure. It's all flown by people down in Melbourne. So it's all flown remotely. So we do have an operator here who just loads, physically loads and presses the start button. And then it is someone actually down in Melbourne who is flying the drone. Wow. If you ever wanted to hear about some great technology that's happening, and again, I know this has been two years in the making, but it sounds like it's working uh, with scope and much more. I would, like anything, it's not easy to implement something new, and there's definitely been some challenges along the way. But what we all need to realise is this is just the beginning of something that's going to become very much day-to-day life. The next drone that they're getting out soon will be able to go further and we'll be able to take things to one location and then back with the other. So there's lots of use cases that this is going to be used for. We all know pharmacies out in country areas don't necessarily have every medication we need last minute, particularly a lot of high-cost drugs. So being able to deliver out that and then on the way back to major centres, things like pathology, being able to take samples back for testing. So there's lots of shared uses and probably that's what I've found with technology like this is actually there's a lot of fixed costs. So there'll always be someone down in Melbourne flying the, the drone. But it's really the more it's used, the more affordable it gets for everyone. So it's actually just making sure that we need to use the technology so that it has more use rather than only using it on special occasions. Lucy, we're coming to the end of our chat time, but there was one last question that I guess I wanted to ask or at least chat with you about is that I do follow a few pharmacies' Facebook pages. So if we talk about Mm -hmm. social media, and and I'm certainly a stalker of your pharmacy Facebook Mm -hmm. page, I know you're busy, I know you're doing lots and lots of things, but if I actually look at your Facebook page, you're even doing more because there seems to be always something going on for the community. Is this something that you've always done or is this something that you've ramped up in recent times? Because I noticed I think today was a a heart health seminar for for customers. Yeah. Look, we have always done it. I don't do it myself. I have a fantastic team and they do a lot of it. Things like the Heart Health Day today was done by my lovely intern. We've done lots of mental health things in the past by another one of my pharmacists, Emma. I try to encourage those people who love giving back to the community. But when we won the Guild Farms of the Year back in 2017 or whenever it was, that was for community engagement. It's definitely... A key pillar of our pharmacy or our motto is we care for ourselves, each other, our customers and our community, and it's in that order. So today I even had a masseuse going in and doing massages with the girls this afternoon. So we do try and make sure that we look after ourselves and we've got a really good team. Over COVID particularly, we were like, okay, let's just make sure we look after ourselves and then our patients and now that it's sort of calming down a little bit and we can breathe a bit now it's sort of trying to go oh we can do stuff for the community Uh, we've got a bit more time and we've been seen as there's been a lot of gaps and a lot more needs so we're really trying to step in and do that while while they need it 
Lucy, that's been great to chat. I would absolutely love to stay in contact, which I know we will, and maybe touch base again in six to 12 months' time and just see what's progressed from that perspective. Really, again, I know you're busy, and I'd really like to thank you for your time this evening to chat with me, and I'll make sure that we include links for your pharmacy, your Facebook page, and for the three levels of technology in the show notes so that people can at least research from that point of view. But I know as busy as you are, you're probably also happy for people to touch base with you if you needed to. So is it just through the pharmacy, through your LinkedIn? Like what's the best way to touch base? Yeah, sure. Look, we all live in these little silos in pharmacies and it is great to link up. So yes, shoot me a message via LinkedIn. Give me a call on the pharmacy. I will get back to you eventually. Always email me at the pharmacy. I'll share that email address. Always You'll find me at most conferences, them and, and have a chat and a boogie and just remember to enjoy yourself at the moment because we have, yes, all been really busy, but it's time now just to spend a bit of time on thinking about what you want and how you can best get there. And yes, technology is one way, just as long as it's part of the plan and you've got an ideal of where you think you want your pharmacy to go. Lucy, thanks for your time tonight. It's been great to chat. Pleasure. See ya. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.